Good morning, Dr. Roger Barnes. Good morning. How are you? Good, very good. Have you had breakfast yet? Yep, I had. Oh, by the way, I just want to say that Dr. Rajman is actually in the studio. He hasn't been here for a long time. He's been Zooming with us for so long, right? But yeah, yeah. Good to see you in person. Yeah, yes. it's actually more fun to be in the studio, like, you know, sitting there <laughs> right? and alone yeah. and trying to answer <laughs> questions. Is, uh, you know? All right. Yeah. We've got a new study uh, that suggests that taking statins may help reduce the risk of dying from severe COVID-19. The study shows that people who regularly took statins before they developed COVID-19 were roughly 50% less likely to die in hospital. So, Dr. Rajbans, what does cholesterol-reducing medication have to do with COVID? Yeah. It's quite surprising to say that, you know, what, because the study says 50%, you know, mm. but from what we have seen all over the world, people with chronic diseases actually seem to succumb to, the disease, to COVID more right. frequently and most of them actually had things like diabetes and high yeah, yeah. heart disease, kidney disease. And most of these patients probably were already on statins. So, I'm actually surprised that the study could show a 50% reduction, but so I'm not really sure how long the study has done what type of patients exactly because mm. I mean, it's only been a year yeah, of COVID only, and we've yeah, had, yeah. Right, yeah. to come to a conclusion so far so I think uh, I'll take it a pinch of salt but right. further you know statins are known to reduce inflammation that's one of the things they say that works apart from reducing the cholesterol so whether that is actually promoting because you know a lot of inflammatory response occurs mm. in COVID right. and it's that, that inflammation that causes that the severe inflammation that immune response that actually causes the patients to get a severe disease that, right, right. you know that causes them to die from the disease so maybe that is one way that statins are uh, you know helping in that way but I am still surprised because when you get COVID when you get severe disease mm. they use high dose steroids they use yes. a lot of other medications so whether that is actually the one that's really helping and whether it's statins are just a bystander but I think we have to wait for a better longer study before Correct. we can yeah. say that everybody should go on statins just so that they don't get a severe COVID yeah, right. Wait, right yeah. exactly okay so would the COVID vaccines and statins work together then or could that be counterproductive? So the no, vaccine... I, yeah, I think there should be no problem. I mean, as you, people who are on statins for, you know, whatever reason they're on for the high cholesterol or for, you know, people who got high risk of heart disease or people even type 3 today we recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, they should carry on and vaccines will just help, uh, you know, just uh, so there will be no problems between taking statins and uh, vaccine at all. All right. And this one's of great interest to me because I'm a woman. So this article's about planning on getting a mammogram or any other cancer checks mm. soon after a COVID-19 vaccination. Be sure to tell your doctor about the vaccine shot to avoid a false alarm over a temporary side effect, uh, which is about the lymph nodes, especially in the armpits, swelling after the vaccinations. Right. Um, hence why I said of great interest to me. Um, why is there a swell due to the COVID-19 vaccination, doc? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're actually injecting, uh, depending on the type of vaccine you're taking, but whichever one is it, you're actually trying to create a, uh, you're actually injecting a foreign body into your, mm. you know, system. And uh, you're trying to create the, the immune system to uh, get antibodies against the virus, you mm. know. So anything that goes in, the lymph nodes, uh, lymphatic system actually takes that and for, there will be a reaction. Right. And actually one a reaction, you know, the, you want, so that means you know that uh, the vaccine is working. So things like localized pain, redness, swelling, lymph nodes getting a bit swollen, a bit of fever for the first day, mm. myalgia, some people headaches. All these are common. It shows that the body is reacting to the vaccine. Mm. So if you have taken a vaccine, 
by chance you go for a mammogram or you know uh, a scan and the doctors will also look at your lymph nodes in the especially in the axilla mm-hmm. uh, and if they find lymph nodes there they get worried or oh, is right. there a cancer because even cancer does the same thing right. you know it uh, causes the lymph nodes to get swollen so you have to tell the doctor i, I would actually avoid going for any of these tests unless really necessary for the first few weeks after the yeah. mm-hmm. covid vaccine but if you do need to because suddenly you find that there's something there and you need to go for a mammogram or a ultrasound of the breast right. uh, just let the doctor know that i had taken the vaccine recently okay. could be a false alarm how soon i mean like you said don't go so soon to go for a mammogram like Few months. Uh, I, I suppose just uh, maybe one two months should be okay. okay right. But again, different people have different reactions, so yeah. you just don't know. Just let them know that you've taken a vaccine. Okay. I think we should also just say say the lymph nodes um kind of flare up. Is that you know when you have a, a cold, a cough and cold, a fever? Yes. They're, they're just sort of like my mom always used to touch my lymph nodes around my neck area. So yeah. just so for people to understand what sort of lymph nodes yeah, kind of flare right. up. So if it's uh, something like you know flu or something sore mm. throat, you'll get uh, neck lymph nodes. Anything in the arm and all. that you get the axilla lymph node so depends on where the reaction is right right so here your you know your vaccine is in right. the arm so you're going to get problems there so you don't want a doctor to freak out and say right. oh yeah. something's wrong here yeah, yeah. no no i took covid vaccine so yeah. i didn't okay. understand it right yep. okay. today we're talking about fat Right, yes. right now, <laughs> I love fat. I love butter. We were just uh, t- having a chat with Dr. Rajmans about this. So, experimental studies in the past on mice and men have shown that eating a diet high in saturated fat produces an inflammatory response in the body: obesity, type two diabetes, mm-hmm. and heart disease. But not all saturated fat behave the same and even act differently depending on what foods they inhabit. Right. So, which types of saturated fats are good for us, and how much can we consume, Doctor? Yeah, I think if you look at this whole fat story, which is you know in the 1970s, 80s, when they suddenly told us that oh, fats are bad. You take yeah, yeah. fat, you know, you'll get fat. Love, you know, basically exactly, what was yeah. the story? Exactly. Yeah, fat get fat, right? Yeah. So everyone went anti-fat, and you know everything became low. Uh, you know low fat uh, consumption now actually mm. fat is the one that gives the texture the, the taste in the food right yeah. so when yes, they couldn't put fat <laughs> yeah. yeah so they couldn't put fat into the foods the, you know the food industry d- looked at what else they could do and they say oh yeah we, we are still make it tasty and let's go into sugars right you know? yes so the sugar epidemic came and followed by the uh, you know the obesity epidemic mm-hmm. so went hand in hand so mm. the whole epidemic of metabolic syndrome from obesity to diabetes to high blood pressure high cholesterol actually is fueled by low fat right right you know, okay and high carb high simple uh, carbohydrates yes. you know yeah. simple sugar so if you look at fat you how much can you eat how much can you take of butter for example butter right. can you take a s- chunks of butter and eat it alone you probably no. will never but do I've that. seen how Asha eats it she puts it like a chunk of it on her bread yeah <laughs> well, on the bread you can put a lot yeah you know so it's the carbs that again are the culprit you know it's right, right. Yeah. So, right. so I think if you can just uh, you know most of us will just take something and put a little bit of butter turn it for the taste right. so normally we don't take too much of fats because you can't actually take too much of fats yeah, it fills yeah. you up very fast mm. and gelatin as well yeah so it's actually something that you really cannot take a lot so taking some butter a bit of saturated fats like uh, you know even some f- saturated fat in cheese and all, all yeah. that is mm. actually very safe because it's not high it's the carbs that actually the dangerous right. so right. basically your body will tell you when it's too much already yeah. Lila, right yeah. yeah and fats will fill you up very fast right. anyway and interesting thing is people think about carbs as just like pastas and breads but actually 
carbohydrates or sugars because that's what the body turns these things into is yes. sugar, right? Yeah. So that's where the danger comes in. Yeah, and all of these, you know, from rice to noodles to white bread to all mm. these, uh, and your, you know, your koi's and your biscuits and your cakes and your chocolates, uh, today are full of white sugar. Stop, right? you're making yeah, me hungry. Yeah, we're getting hungry. Okay, <laughs> so let's just go back to fat for a minute. Okay, <laughs> what other types of fat is good for us? So we've got, you know, yeah. butter. I think what we have to be careful is the trans fats. Right. Those are the culprits that actually cause oh. a lot of inflammation. Not just saturated fat, it's trans fat that cause you know that. Then they started making things like margarine to make things last mm. longer. Yeah. Yeah. So they change fat from saturated fat to trans fat. For example, even if you take a uh, something that's uh, you know a lot of these cakes and mm-hmm. biscuits yeah. and yeah. Uh, a lot of these things that you fry, pre-packaged, uh, pre-packaged processed food, basically. Got, yeah. 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 All of them got like donuts, for example. They all got a lot of trans fats. Right. Right. And that is the culprit that is more dangerous. That's the one that causes a lot of inflammation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the next question? All about nails and right. hair and skin. Okay. So we're talking about zinc. So zinc is an essential nutrient that can contribute to the health of a person's hair, skin and nails. Yeah. A zinc deficiency, which may be due to a lack of zinc in either the diet or an underlying medical condition, can cause nail dystrophy. What's that? So... Dr. Yeah. Rajbans, what exactly is nail dystrophy? Basically, just damage to the nail, you know. The, uh, they talk about dystrophy. So, you see, if your nails suddenly stop growing, you know, because there's not enough collagen. Stop growing? Or, yeah. Really? So, because you've got not enough of, you know, you need certain uh, minerals for the nail to grow. Okay. I'm sure calcium is one of them and, you know, probably zinc. So, if you suddenly have not enough of those uh, minerals, your nail may stop growing and then there'll be damage to the nail. So, you, you see, a sort of calcium, you know, the nails are what falling are out. And, and uh, yeah, it's really? dystrophy means like, you know it's like a swelling sort of damage right. to the nail okay. Okay. Uh, so they don't grow well so that's what dystrophy is and zinc is one of the elements that we need to make sure that your nails grow I wonder okay. if that's I have a deficiency because of my ridges in my nails I started developing those but many things can cause uh, mm. this type any any illness for example can cause uh, uh, let's say you got a severe illness that itself can make the nails stop growing mm-hmm. you know it's deficiencies of uh, certain vitamins of course certain yeah. minerals right. uh, certain diseases like uh, even Graves disease can cause uh, right. yeah which is right, you know, what I've got right? Yeah. Graves disease that's one of the things was my, my hair falling out and right. my nails yeah. Um, yeah. ridging so that's okay. a probably part of that so you know when you have a problem with the nails uh, so it could be a local issue local infection or local mm. fungal mm. things that are going on or it could be something systemic so always you have to check and see okay. okay so let's go first with you know a zinc deficiency because of diet what foods um, are rich in zinc Actually, there's a whole list out there. It's very difficult to get zinc deficient because everything from meat to poultry to milk right. to things like even cheese, uh, all your nuts, seeds, uh, mm. mushroom, scale, asparagus, you know, the whole list, eggs. So, so, zinc, yeah. so what I'm hearing, Doc, is if you're eating real food, not processed <laughs> yes. food, if you're yes, eating yes. real food, yeah. you won't have a dietary yeah. zinc right. deficiency. that's a good word you brought there because maybe what's happening today is a lot of people don't eat real food, yeah. mm-hmm. natural food. Processed they food. eat a lot of processed yeah. and foods that are in cans and packaged. So, they might then get a problem with zinc. But you know, a lot of these foods that are you know packaged also are fortified with zinc. Yeah, yeah. So, you seldom get uh, even cereals have zinc in it. Right. So, you shouldn't have, but uh, you know, you never know. People today might be eating a really uh, food that is full of chemicals and processed foods and that could interfere with zinc absorption. Mm. So, you might then have to think of supplementation. Exactly. So, if I take zinc supplements mm. to help uh, overcome this, 
Is there such a thing as I'm taking too much zinc oh, supplements? Yes, yes, because they say that you need about 11 milligrams for men and about 8 milligrams for women. Mm. So anything more than 40 can actually cause side effects. You get nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, really? diarrhea. Uh, even in fact, decrease your immune function. Wow. Uh, enough okay. zinc will improve your immune function. Too much or too little will make it come down. They say even can decrease your good cholesterol, HDL. So you must be careful that you don't overdose yourself with things. Right, right. So you need to know exactly how much you have. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Well, this one uh, suggests that eating a diet high in fructose may cause the immune system to become inflamed. This process produces more reactive molecules, which are also associated with inflammation. Inflammation can damage cells and tissues and lead to disease. Mm. So, Dr. Rajbans, fructose is present like in fruits, honey, and even some vegetables vegetables, right? Isn't fructose therefore good for us? Like, why would that harm our immune system? I mean, fr- uh, fructose is actually a better sugar, easily metabolized. Uh, and like you said, it's in fruits, fruits are healthy. Now, fruits also got a lot of phytonutrients, a lot of other vitamins, minerals, and a lot of antioxidants in fruits. But again, you must understand that fructose, if not used up, will change to glucose and that will cause inflammation ah. in the body right. the liver so you cannot take a lot so I have seen people who have just gone crazy with fruits you mm-hmm. know they think it is healthy so they have gone crazy with mm-hmm. fruits and they actually become diabetic that means right, this, right. this thing wow. so for me it's uh, always if, if you are let's say we recommend five portions of fruits and vegetables a day if you are someone who is exercising a lot you're very healthy you're not overweight then you can go three to three vegetables two uh, fruits uh, mm. servings uh, if you're trying to lose weight then I will go for one that means fruits will only be one portion okay, okay, right, right. are still sugar fructose is still there so and then on top of it people who take fruits also still end up taking cup simple sugars yeah. they their rice and noodles yeah, and yeah, other things yeah. so actually you end up with too much of sugars in the body the body cannot metabolize or use up and if you don't exercise the body doesn't know what to do with the sugar correct so it changes yeah. that into fats and stores it in the wrong places right. and that becomes an inflammatory organ you know fat is an inflammatory organ so so it's a whole vicious cycle that occurs so mm-hmm. be careful uh, I definitely fruits are healthier uh, but if I'm taking fruits I want to take it's a limit and I must not be taking too much of refined carbs mm-hmm. you know I can take complex carbs it's right. safer so actually one thing that Asians do um, which is very interesting is we have platters of fruits after our meal so mm-hmm. we eat a huge meal with the rice and different things, right? And then we have our fruits afterwards. And I, I read somewhere that fruits take longer to digest, so we should either have them in the morning or before yeah. we eat the meal. Is that true? Yeah, but even if you talk of before, it's how before. Because uh, you must understand, let's say if I'm going to eat my lunch and I'm going to have fruits. Mm. So if I have fruits now, mm. say the way I have my lunch, right. but it's after the fruits. But in the stomach, they're all still there because it takes about two, three hours for it to leave. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So it doesn't make sense to me. So unless you're taking two hours before, okay. you know. But again, I think if you're going to have fruits after meals, it's just that for that extra, that sweet taste, that dessert, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to take a small portion. Right. It's not going to do a lot of harm. But right. if you're going to eat a, a nice meal and then you're going to take a whole platter of fruits, then that's where the problem comes. You okay. keep putting too much of carbs right. into your system. Well, I guess we'll have to watch our fruits then. 